just say the boys. The What's up, boys and ladies? The boys and the ladies. The old and the young. The, the young and the old. <laughs> old and the young. The young and the old. All who listen, you better be told about God. Amen. <laughs> oh, I'm a freestyler. Oh, that'll preach. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is cringy. How you doing, bro? I'm I'm all right. Good. It's the same day. Same day. Still <laughs> tired. Last podcast. Still tired. Still if you want to really know how I'm doing, just go back to the last yep, episode. Yep, yep, yep. But you know, figured we've given you a podcast. Although once I will a month, say, I'm, two times this two times this month. I will least. say I'm more energized this podcast than last. Oh, for some me reason. too. I have I have bumped up a level. I think it's because we started getting passionate. Hmm. Passionate conversation. Yep. So what are we talking about this time? Well, this time around we, the block, we uh, just talked about rest a little bit, Yeesh. and uh, rest just in our personal lives and what that's meant. Um, but I think one of the things, obviously, we want to try and uh, at least talk about on this podcast is just those who are uh, are looking at um, vocational ministry. And so we kind of joked about on the last podcast. We said, "Hey, Jeron, which is." Um, Geronald, don't you call him Geronald? Yeesh, Geronald. That's uh, Will's dad, uh, been a pastor for 20 plus years. We said, Hey, how do you rest in ministry? Um, he said, You don't. And then <laughs> he kept running. Uh, but that was a joke. Um, but we started talking about a little bit like there is there is ways to rest. Um, and what does that look like in ministry to some extent? So, with that being said, how about this? <laughs> Another topic changed. <laughs> No, uh, it's, okay, it's, good, it's the same. It's okay, the same. Yeah, same. you just ask questions. Okay. I don't know where we're going. How? <laughs> yeah, we never do. How should rest change ministry? Like not at all the topic we were going to go. Okay, okay. How should rest change ministry? Yeah, how should personal rest and, and Sabbath change your ministry? Um, <laughs> rephrase the question in a different way. Okay, let's say you're really rested. How does that go <laughs> into your week of ministry? How does it change that? I have joy. Why? I'm not burned out. Oh, okay. Talk about that. Why? Um, because I'm rested. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I think I definitely, when I feel rested and when I neglect some of the things I could do. Yeah. Uh, I do better at the things that I have to do. Why don't you ask the questions? Cause I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we're on two separate pages. Here. Okay. Ta- let's talk about calling. Okay. But that's, that's what, what we I'm saying. About. Ministry and calling is the same. I or thought calling was, in general. Oh, calling meaning any, 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 what, what you, how you walk in what the Lord and calling, there's a lot of baggage around the word calling. And, but for this specific person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to jack with you. I don't man. know. Where we're going. <laughs> okay, calling. 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 <laughs> My name's Colin. Calling a specific person. Where were you going to go with that? 
<laughs> I don't know. I was hoping to find it as I went. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here, let's what what did you envision us talking about here? I think that... What are you passionate about right now? Here's what I just had an epiphany of in the room. <laughs> epiphory. An epiphory. I just had an epiphory over in the room right next to us. Because one thing that I've really yeah, been talk struggling about that. Talk with... Talk about that. Here's the thing that I've been struggling with. Yeah, go ahead and talk about it. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is, um, I, w- one of the things for me that I have a lot of insecurity around is that one, I'm not necessarily, I'm not like formally educated. Mm. Um, and so I feel like sometimes um, my insecurity around being a pastor, because um, that's like one of the things people ask me about the most is like, where'd you go to school? Or like, and it's like a kind of an awkward conversation to be like, well, I haven't had gone to school. And so a lot of times I think like um, people equate my education level to the amount of which I'm actually being like called, if mm. that makes sense, mm-hmm. or or the the validity of my calling mm. to some extent. Um, but with that being said, um, as we were talking about rest, we were talking about resting in God's sovereignty. And what I have come to understand is my insecurity of not being formally educated um, in seminary um, in that regard Um what I actually do is I sometimes I with withhold from my position because I feel like I'm not qualified to go forth. But what that's ultimately show, showing or telling um, about my heart in the moment is that I don't trust that God has put me in this position um, to minister. And so I think that that's where, like, even as we were talking about calling and ministry and stuff, I think that there's a lot of rest when we find like in distrust and sovereignty of where God has placed us. And I think that that's one of the things that I, you know, kind of been wrestling with. Yeah. Yeah. I think that book, uh, gospel centered ministry really was good in term. Well, one thing it talked about was like, what does God view as health in a ministry versus what do we make out as health in a ministry? Like usually we look at the numbers of a place and that doesn't, uh, equal the health of a place. It can be a um, part of it. Yes, but we we right. make it the whole enchilada. Um, yep. And, uh, and, but I think similar in terms of like qualification uh, or like calling to ministry is we turn worldly standards into what makes somebody uh, qualified to lead or um, serve rather than what God would call the qualifications. Um, Because I think even just around this whole education thing and all that, like, I don't know, we, I think a lot of my background is just, um, I've just seen a lot of guys who haven't been educated Mm -hmm. and teach a lot better than guys who are educated. And so I've kind of grew up with a unique perspective on it um, where that's not really where my mind goes. Like I've known more seminary guys who I, really don't connect with their teaching or anything or can't like it's it's not helpful um i've ran into more of that than the guys who haven't been and so i've kind of had a unique experience around like yeah uh guys who haven't been to seminary and had a better experience with that um but i think we do turn like like we look at the new testament and we look at like all the apostles right paul is probably the only dude who has any sort of education and it's not even like a Christian education, right? Like he has, he has to go when he's converted 
and spends three years directly learning from Jesus, like, right, whatever that means in a spiritually sense. Um, Not obviously like Jesus in the flesh, but he says he received from the Lord Jesus directly um, what he's teaching. And so like, I mean, honestly, like, and all these other dudes are, you know, a bunch of fishermen, uh, tax collector, like there's, there's not a, like, we've, be, we've added to the qualifications, I think, um, yeah. even if it's not like formally, but even in our minds of like, this is what makes somebody, um, you know, like, like qualified, you qualified to lead. And I think another thing that I've really, where I kind of latch on to there is like the word of God is the thing that has the power. Um, obviously uh, like the spirit picks it up and uses it, but that's what he uses, right? Like not the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's definitely some helpfulness. Like I'm, I'm not super against seminary or anything. No. I wouldn't be against like going someday. Um, but I, I don't, th- I think we put so much, we almost add it into first Timothy. Um, and for sure, the ability to teach is on there, right? We talked about right. a few weeks ago, but I don't well, think that means... And being watchful over doctrine. Oh, absolutely. That stuff is, and seminary is a great place to for those qualifications mm-hmm. to be strengthened. There's yeah, no absolutely, doubt. absolutely. Um, but I think we kind of add on there. Um, yeah, and we don't actually trust God. Um, yeah, yeah. kind of what you're talking about as it relates to rest, uh, to like if we genuinely, genuinely believe that he's called us to do something like... I mean, cause like even like your situation, right. With how crazy you got, you know, put in the position you're in with all the history and all that, like, it's like, well, God, you kind of got it wrong, obviously. Cause I haven't been to seminary. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know about that, right. um, but it's hard to trust in that calling. So maybe a question here is like, what is calling? I think that, cause that's maybe, are we just talking about, calling. are we talking about, um, just calling to ministry? Are we talking about like gifts inside of individuals? Um, what, what, when you use that word, what are you, what are we, ma- and maybe there's different contexts for different times we're using that word, but here on this podcast right now, what are you, when you kind of say that, what's your thoughts? Um, if you have any, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of guys who have the issues with the word call, or like the phrase calling, um, yeah. which I don't remember. Maybe just stepping into but- your place in the body. I, I do think like what God has uh, specifically gifted you to do and and called um, mm-hmm. um, led you to do, um, and I do think called you to do in a sense that like you, I think you know like First Corinthians here, but um, you have been given a specific um, gift or gifts uh, that blesses and builds up the body and are called or um, trying to think of a synonym. Um, encouraged, uh, led, I guess, like, uh, under the obligation, not in a super firm way. Well, yeah, in a super firm way, I think, but under obligation to, um, use those things in Christ's church in his body. Um, and so that's kind of what I think of, um, you know, is like, like, what has God gifted you to do? What are you supposed to do? So when we talk What's about that? like calling and ministry, we're not necessarily just talking about vocational yeah, ministry. No, we're talking no. about for the body. How are you using what God has given you, your gifts, your abilities, mm-hmm. your talents um, to build up the body around yeah. you and to reach others um, in the gospel? Is that, mm-hmm. is that yeah, fair? No, I think so. 
Cool. So how, when we talk, kind of talk about like trusting in the sovereignty and what God has called you to, or what he's gifted you in, what, what does that look like practically, like from day to day? Do you have any, any thoughts there? I'm not just trying to ask you all the questions either. I just think, I think it's kind of an interesting topic in the sense of like, are, are each of us kind of content with who God has made us to Mm -hmm. be, but it's also not like the like the American attitude of like professional Christians. Yeah. Professional Christians. And like, just like, Hey, just be you, you know, that's not necessarily what we're saying either because there is this like progressive, um, you know, conformity to the image of Christ. So we're not sitting back and not being content, but we're also saying, okay, evaluate who you are. And there's like this, there's kind of this Mm -hmm. middle in between of trying to what we're trying to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Anyway, so what would that look like? Like, how do people like know themselves of what they're what they're good at, what they're gifted in, as well as not just sit back and be like, "Hey, I'm just being me," you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I think one of the biggest ones is probably not trying to be somebody else. Um, we kind of talked about this earlier, but like the biggest example you get for mature Christians um, is the ones you see on youtube or instagram um i think there's a lack of rest or contentment involved in wanting to be somebody else or a different part of the body um which leads to you not actually playing your part in the body so Um, so you you listen to this podcast or you listen to these sermons and you go i really want to be like this and so mm -hmm. you try and really be conformed into their image not into the image of christ Mm mm-hmm Yes. And I think I, like I was just clarifying. No, yeah. And I think we, we did talk about this with teaching, but like I think that happens a lot in teaching because like teaching is definitely something specific to the elders, which is definitely a, a unique role in yep. the body. Um and I think even like as Paul says, like follow the example of I forget if he says him or the I think it's him and Timothy for some reason. Or the elders in the church or those who are more mature. Maybe he leaves it generic, but I forget where that is too. Um, Are you looking it up? Yeah. Cool. Um, But so there is a level of like that. Um, I think following the example of those uh, who lead. Um, But I think it's like when it comes to teaching, we can swing to the extent there where we think that we have to look exactly like them in terms of our gifting. Um, right. And yeah. we can, we feel like, Oh, for me to actually be a mature Christian means I have to fit that, um, that that's what I'm looking for. Um, yeah. That, that, that image or that. Yeah. That like I have pers- to be have exactly to be, like them. Like for me, like here's an example. I really like, I like the way Matt Chandler communicates. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. I think he's a great communicator. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a part of me that always wants to, com- like, I want to communicate like him. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there's that or there's, um, like, I see people or, like, even, like, John MacArthur's faithfulness, like, mm-hmm. to, like, preaching every Sunday. Like, I'm like, wow, that's, but it's like, I don't, I don't praise God for those moments. What I do is I just want to be like those people and it's like well you're not being conformed to christ's image you're being conformed to their image yeah yeah so so here's so we kind of talked about what not to be conformed of how would you say how do we help or what would be your advice of like actually being able to search it because there is like a level of knowing what god has gifted you with um Mm -hmm. so how how do people find that or like how do how do they know when they're resting Mm 
in who God has made them to be uniquely? I think when, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is when you're not looking at that as almost as like your source of justification or like I've reached it. Like, I think for me, like for a long time, I had like fitting this model of like being a pastor or something as then I'll have peace and then I will have reached the goal and then I can have contentment even in my identity and my, um, like I essentially used that image as once I get there, I can feel peace with God. And I essentially treat it as a savior. Um, because like, I want to be mature. I want to, and a lot of it was for my own security because I didn't want to fear my salvation. Um, and I kind of found that like, I don't know, when I started preaching and all these things, like I had kind of, I don't want to say like gotten to where I wanted to be, but like I, that identity that I had like strived for, for so long, mm-hmm. I had kind of fit the, I, I had finally fit the mold of it and it wasn't what it, I thought it was going to be. Yep. And so I found myself starting to look around at other like people that I perceived as like successful or, and it even turned into like, like stuff around like business and like, Oh, like, Oh, well maybe that's what I'm supposed to be conformed to. Um, and so I think it's, I think it's just always, I mean, it always comes back to like the gospel, like, like there is a contentment in, Hey, God has saved me, rescued me. Um, he, and Jesus is what I'm meant to be conformed to. And that doesn't fit a specific role in the body because it's his body and the spirit gives to each different gifts. And so it's like conformity to Christ can't mean you fit a specific gift model or like, like it's not a Myers-Briggs test. Yeah. Like, (laughs) because it's all Christ's body and the spirit, Christ's spirit gives these different gifts. Like, and so in all of almost these different ways, you can be conformed to the image of Christ without fitting a specific role within the body. Yeah. And I think that's because I think we look at when we think, Hey, follow the example of the mature. We look at like the elders, not necessarily like the 90 year old lady who's been faithfully following Jesus for her whole life. Like right. that's not how we look to as the example, like who's serving behind the scenes or like, but that she's, conformed to the image of Christ. Like it's not just the ones who teach who are, that's what being conformed to Christ looks like. Um, Yeah. And I think that there is like a way to evaluate, like who, who are you being like? I think that's the question we're asking is like your ideal self, quote unquote, in the Christian life, who is that looking like most? Is it looking like those who maybe you've listened to teaching Mm -hmm. or is it like, is it of Christ? And like you said, there's so much uniqueness and freedom in that because Mm -hmm. it's like, if I just try and be, you know, whoever we're talking about for me, right. Mm -hmm. Jared Wilson, because that guy is a gospel centered man. Mm -hmm. And I, I enjoy that about him. Right. And I, there's so much, there's pieces you can take. Yeah. Yeah, No, no doubt. Like it's not to say we can't look up to him, but if I just try to be him, all I'm actually doing is not only a disservice to the body, but I'm kind of saying, Jesus, you didn't make me Right. Right. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't do a good enough job. So I just think that there's a lot of peace in that personally. How does, how does this all apply to the person listening? Do you think like in terms of contentment and calling, calling, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, um, I think it's ultimately just provides freedom in a way of, um, it's like an identity piece, no doubt. Um, and being make, you know, what, what Jesus calls us sons and daughters is enough. Um, and that he's made us uniquely that we have value and worth, um, and that he's not going to ever leave us or forsake us and that he is forever giving us his spirit, um, to enjoy him and to be conformed into his image. Um, and so there's, there's just so much freedom where it's like, I don't have to strive. Like, mm-hmm. and it's no, it's not that I'm not putting myself in a position not to grow. Right. Or it's not just this, like sitting back and doing nothing, but it's this place of, of, Hey, I am, I am rested in Christ. Um, and therefore I want to pursue you. It's, I think I've given this example, but Kobe Bryant, um, he had like an interview where he was like in fifth grade basketball or something and he didn't score any points. And his dad said, Hey, no matter how many you score, I love you. Um, and so what Kobe Bryant, he said, well, if no matter how much I score, like it might as well be 50 if he's still going to love me. <laughs> like, and I love that mentality in the sense of, cause a lot of times it's like, well, if he's going to love me, I can just sit back and do nothing. But what actually propelled, you know, Kobe Bryant to be a great basketball player was knowing that there was freedom within his father's love that. Mm-hmm. So like the freedom actually propelled him forward, not yeah. to just sit back, you know? And yeah. I think it's a little bit of that same mentality. Yeah. Um, and I know. think it's like, if your role in the body is to like serve behind the scenes and do tasks that aren't in front of people or, and never have any sort of worldly recognition for that, like don't think you're lesser um, or less important Mm -hmm. or less vital, or I'm not as mature or I'm not as good of, you know, whatever, like I'm really not at my fullest potential or right. And there's, you could get into that of like, well, yeah, not until you die, but like, yeah, until you're glorified. And I think that that's, that's, but, an, that's a, a, oh, an idea. Well, I think that's an idea that we really strive for in this too. It's mm-hmm. like, how can I be my fullest self? And I don't think that that's necessarily what we're talking about either. We're talking no. about finding the freedom in Christ that really shows us that, hey, where, where I'm striving to be like other people mm-hmm. is not what God has intended. And yeah. we're not trying to say just be fuller self, but we're saying, rest in the peace of God and who he's made you. Mm -hmm. And that still, it doesn't discourage sanctification, like, or like conformity to Christ. Like, like it's not like kind of what you said at the beginning. It's not like you're then just like, well, all my sin, all my maturing, all that's whatever, who cares? Like that's, and I think what you're saying is that's not what grace produces. Like that's my whole thing. Like grace produces genuine obedience, not fear. Like, um, that's kind of a different topic, but I'm sorry. I was just going to say too. And the, I think there's also a distinction in Christianity where we're not saying there's a deep, there's a better you inside of you and let Jesus Mm -hmm. uncover that. But what we're saying is that that better you quote unquote actually comes from the spirit who's outside of you and is changing you and forming you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And there's rest and comfort knowing you're not the one who's having to dig inside of yourself to find the best you. The real you is dying. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Right. So I think that that's maybe this distinction that we're making here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The real you is dying and the spirit is making you new. And that's like, there's, because it's the spirit that does it, not you. Like there's a lot of freedom in that. 
And it's painful because the older you has to die. And there's molding from the outside mm-hmm, of you, mm-hmm. right? It's out of your control. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I do think that we can go too far into the individualism where like, oh, it's all about you. You know, it's just our culture, like expressing yourself, right. really being you. It's like, no, the real you needs to die. And that's the same for us, right? right. The real us, the, the part that was, you know, a rebel against God, um, it's still you know, exists in the flesh. Obviously we're a new creature, but like that needs to die. Um, and you well, need to be re and, and, and even in the sense that that's the best place you could be mm-hmm. like, yeah. that's a grace that we get to experience in the Lord. And like we talked about, that's where mm-hmm. true freedom is like yeah. true freedom is found there. It's not trying to control and conform yourself yeah. to the image that you want to be. And I do want to clarify it. There is, I don't want to sound like I'm uh I think you do are, are you die and resurrect once like you put your faith in Jesus. Um, and so it's not like your, um, your natures are like fighting your whole life. Um, and in a sense you're putting to death sin and you're, you're being renewed, but I do well, just want to make sure like there's a finality to putting off, putting on mm-hmm. of you've been made into a new creature into something completely different Um, But there's also the daily putting off, putting on in which old ways die um, and you are conformed to the image of Christ. Because I don't don't want to sound like um, the real you, even when you're justified, is um, this like old creature. Because no, you're made into something completely new. Right. Uh, But I think more the emphasis, that could be really confusing, so I'm sorry. Um, But I think the more of the emphasis is that like, we're not just trying to promote like a um, individualistic, like you just need to express yourself, um, but more of a don't go legalistic on your calling or gifting mm-hmm. in this thing and think that you have no security or um, part to play because you're not somebody else. Well, and there's freedom in the sense of, like I said, if it's done from the outside, then we know that like you said, that he's controlling that, right? Like even even in the sense of the sovereignty piece of, of like, am I living into my calling the most that I can be? I think that that question is also a little bit, that's just looked mm. at differently when it's when it's Christ and the spirit that's conforming mm. you. It's not on you, yeah. right? All you're doing is putting yourself in a position, right? Like we talked about the wind in your sails mm. to say, God, I, I'm here. Um, like, yeah. let, help me grow. I think the other disclaimer is don't, um, you don't have to have the perfect job description, like whether that be, oh, go work with children's ministry in order to serve um, God's church. Like, like I think we just think, oh, I have to have the perfect role and then I can really function in my individual gifts. Right. And that's, I don't think it's as much about that. I think it's more about like gifts are for others, not necessarily for you. And, and so just go serve because and, that's actually what it's about. Right. Um, well, and a lot of times we conform, like we just like, we, we don't want to serve because we say that's not my gifts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's it's not like what the God's gifts, calling the you. The gifts weren't for you. Yeah. Like the, the gifts, it's not about you expressing your gifts or like being fulfilled even in your gifts. It's right. about God, God's church. And yes, there's ways you do that better and yes. other people's don't, other yes. people don't do it as well as you. And in the perfect world, ideally, you are able to just have a hundred percent fit where you are at your like you you're able to function perfectly, like and but like also we can 
do that, like just go serve. Like, cause you can use your gifts to build up people. If you just go put yourself in a context to serve, like, yeah. and it's like, if, if the gifts were given to you to serve others, but you refuse to serve others until you've perfectly fit with what you think is your job description or your bio as a human being, then you kind of missed the point because it's about other people. So, and, and we don't know how to selfly evaluate what gifts we actually have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's that's completely. Yeah. That's, so it's like if we think that I ha- if I have the gift of whatever, and I'm only looking for that yep. spot instead of looking for places to serve, I miss it. And I will say, I get sketched out by people who, like, say I have the gift of teaching. Let me teach, if they're not already serving, because it's like. Well, what the heck are you like if if really all of this is given to people to serve other people, to build up other people, if it's completely like not about you, about other like which all the gifts should be, right? Then and you are demanding that you function in this way, but you're not you you're yeah. not actually serving anybody in the like ways you view as smaller or less significant, then it's like I don't know, bro. Like yeah. that's kind of scary. Like, because right. what's your heart behind mm-hmm. it is what you're asking. Because really, all of it is kind of can kind of boil down to the same function in the sense of like building up other people, right, and bringing glory to God. And if you're not trying to do that because it doesn't fit your specific way you think you do that or should do that, then it's like, well the point of the thing was kind of missing, you know? Um, yeah. So. Well, and I've, I really 20, appreciated this. 20 seconds. I really appreciate this conversation because I think you listeners have heard us process this. I don't think yeah. we've, oh, yeah. we've fully formed some of this. So if you have any questions, we'll probably still have questions, but we appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Just say the boys. Do boys.